If there was a missing piece of information that is costing you money now or could cost you money in the future, when would you want to find out about it? Ideally, you would want to learn about it right now. It's best to learn these critical facts before you make any financial decisions because not knowing could have profound effects on your financial future. One of the best ways to make money is to avoid losing it in the first place. So we focus on all the missing facts to keep your money from falling through the cracks and we engineer tax strategies to reduce burdens on your income. Welcome to the Roadmap to Retirement podcast with Ken New from Pinnacle Financial Wealth Management. As a fiduciary advisor, Ken focuses on creating individualized holistic plans rather than cookie cutter portfolios. Listen in as Ken and his guest experts explore key retirement and tax strategies that every pre-retiree should consider to reach their pinnacle. Now, onto the show. Aging, also known as getting old, can mean wonderful times with family, friends, oh, and your doctors. Healthcare can, unfortunately, be a major player as we age. I'm Patrice Sikora with your host, Ken New. Ken, people may not realize just how much healthcare can impact finances in retirement. Yeah, absolutely. So this conversation about healthcare and retirement is really much more than the typical conversation about Medicare and Medicare supplements and, you know, these IRMA costs, the income-related monthly adjustment amounts, more than talking about Part B and Part D premiums. These are are the costs. These are some of the hard costs. These are the financial aspects of healthcare and retirement. But there's more to it. And in many cases, we're talking about uh, issues of long-term care. Mm-hmm. And so here I have a story about uh, Bob, Bob from Indianapolis. So Bob, I came to know Bob. He was referred to me by a mutual friend. He's in his late 60s. He's doing fine financially. He's enjoying life. And we talked about his family. Specifically, we talked about his dad. His dad died at age 95. And mom's still alive. She's in her 90s. And his wife's parents are alive. And they're in their 90s. Oh, my. Oh, my. And he, he said to me, you know, Ken, I'm one of those guys who's on the far end of the bell curve. My wife and I have parents that may live to a hundred. And I thought, geez, you know, and, and I looked at Bob and, and you know, he was, he was getting a, a bit emotional at the time. So I thought, well, you know, let me talk to you, Bob, about my three clients that have made it to a hundred years old before I could really even get a bit of that conversation out. Bob said, you know, my dad said something to me before he died. And he said, love means never having to say you're sorry. Wow. Now, I paused on that for a second, and I really didn't know exactly what Bob meant by that. Right. But what I did know in our dynamic of getting to know each other here is is that he was ready to have a conversation about health care and health care strategies. And... Really, the family dynamics of healthcare in retirement. So, here's the thing about long term care. And I find it to be interesting because we really never get 
to the right kinds of solutions about this type of care if we're having the wrong kinds of conversations. What do you mean by that, Ken? So the the thing about conversations is, is to get to some kind of understanding about what it is that we're really dealing with. This conversation is not so much about how to get rich or lowering the IRMA costs or even qualifying for Medicaid. It's about how not to go broke. It's about how not to become a burden to the family. And here's the thing about it is, is that it can be the opposite of bringing families together. Mm. It can actually tear families apart, can create a lot of strife. And Charles Lindbergh is the one who said it. He said, it's strange. We talk the least about the things we care the most about. And I interpret that really as, are we talking about the family dynamic? Are we talking about the future survival? of our loved ones. I mean, there's a lot going on out there. And so to have those kinds of conversations is challenging. So I'm going to go through a little bit of a, a hypothetical scenario here. And it's typical of a retiree. Most successful retirees have reached retirement and they've thought about their future. They're living comfortably on the annual income. It covers their living expenses, but suddenly they can experience a chronic illness or a physical disability that can require long-term care, either at home, in assisted care facility, or in a nursing home. And from this point on, you'll need a significant increase in income to fully cover those expenses. Now, you were prepared to live comfortably through those retirement years now, how do you manage to produce enough additional income to cover these kinds of new expenses? That's what we call the great retirement income gap. It can be triggered by common things, really. Diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's. Or it can just be this normal kind of part of aging, just growing older and having issues. So how do we resolve this concern? How do we close that retirement income gap? And the question here is, can we use existing assets to earn enough to make up the difference? Or another good question is, should I liquidate some of these assets? Now, typically the ongoing costs of this type of care long-term care, the activities of daily living it could be dementia issues. It could be ambulatory issues, but typically these costs are resolved more effectively with income or cash flow, and really not the sale of assets. And can I just jump in a minute? This yeah. is still, it seems to me most people do this after the fact. This is not planning ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and what happens is it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's a, oh, shoot, we've got this to deal with now. And that's why in many cases, it can really create a challenge for the families 
Now, look, the states are stepping in. The, the states realize that in the absence of assets or cash flow, that the Medicaid laws are designed really to help those that can't afford. And therefore, this whole idea of qualifying for Medicaid and so on. But Washington State, the Washington State Cares Fund, is the first state-mandated, publicly funded, long-term care insurance program in the nation. Hmm. And look, there are many states right behind them, states like California, New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. About a third of the states are considering some kind of strategy. Now, this program in the state of Washington is to be implemented July 1st of 2023. So it's not off in the future. And here's what it means to those residents of the state of Washington. Any W-2 wage earner in that state who does not have a long-term care policy, that's our kids, that's our grandkids, are mandated to pay 58 cents for every $100 of income out of their W-2 wages. This will be collected July 1st. They'll begin collecting this money. And here's the rub. Just got the update on it. What it will provide is $36,000 of benefits, this 58 cents per hundred. So that employee that's paying that in is going to have $36,000 of benefits for this tax that is being collected by the state of Washington and others to follow suit. The average cost right now is over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. It's not a drop in the bucket. And we're talking about people who could be in their twenties, thirties, forties, or fifties that are mandated to pay this in. So the states recognize this challenge and the challenge that they're going to have really through this whole process of uh, determining how they're going to keep from blowing their budgets up mm. under the Medicaid laws. Now, here's the thing. For, for those that have assets, for those that have done a good job of preparing themselves for retirement, look, there, there's, there's a way that, that rich people think. Wealthy people think differently than middle class or sometimes poor people. High net worth people leverage their outcomes. They use their money to create the outcomes that they're looking for. Middle class are great savers. They hoard their money and then essentially hope that they have enough. And so what I typically will talk to folks about is a strategy to consider positioning assets so that their money can create this outcome or this protection they're looking for. Now, I'm going to give you three basic examples of how the industry and how we can use the CARES Act and the SECURE Act to be able to leverage outcomes that we're looking for. I'll give you an example. In the use of income, someone can create a premium structure that would create then a pool of money that would offset uh, up to like $5,000 monthly 
of needs. Excuse me. Yes, you. Thanks so much for listening to Roadmap to Retirement. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at www.pinnaclefinancialwealthmgmt.com and all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. And so here again is a strategy to create then long-term care insurance using a reoccurring premium. Hmm. Under the SECURE Act, we have found that in this particular case, when our beneficiaries are inheriting qualified funds, we can actually take direct rollovers of those inherited funds and spread that tax burden out over a 10-year period and create large pools of assets to offset long-term care. So in other words, we can create two, three, four thousand dollars a month of an income stream to offset this cost and spread this tax bill out over a longer period of time. Again, that takes planning. It does. It does. And the final example here is, is that under the Pension Protection Act, we can actually take those dollars that have pent up gains, such as stock portfolios, as an example. If there's a stock portfolio that is inherited, then we can actually use the program to defer and actually eliminate the tax on any of those gains and use those funds to create a long-term care pool of assets to be able to pay for long-term care needs for beneficiaries. And you certainly have to hope those assets will hold up. Well, and the and the thing about it is, is that the the part of the conversation that rings for the for those that are helping their families is that they come to the realization there's really only two things that they can do with money they're either going to spend it or they're going to leave it behind and all we're doing here is we're looking forward with a strategy to determine maybe we could transfer these assets to the next generation and put them in a stronger position to be able to offset these costs. And at the same time, we are also keeping from spending down assets for the current generation. So it becomes a win-win scenario because most all people are going to find themselves in a position to where when they die, they're leaving significant assets behind. Now, if we can leverage those assets for the next generation, all the better. But as you said, that requires planning. And it, it's wonderful. It's altruistic. But what if you need that money? It's going to be drawn down. True. And so th- therein lies the strategy part of it, is that for most people, we look at our financial circumstances and say, what if I need this money? Think about what those needs are going to be. 
And statistically, the longer we live, the greater the probability that those dollars are going to be needed for healthcare, mm -hmm. specifically long-term care in retirement. And so the first phase of those assets are to cover the existing generation such that they can indeed cover those costs, which are typically going to be those extra costs, if you will. So in other words, when we get into our 90s, we're not looking to take more trips around the world. <laughs> but we are looking to get more comfortable in our lifestyle, whatever that may be, uh, whether it be at home, whether it be uh, visiting kids and grandkids and doing it in a way that we're safe and comfortable. Uh, and so phase one is to use those assets to cover that cost and that need, and then be able to transition those assets to the next generation and put them in a position to where they may be able to create next generational wealth as well. Ken, what, you, what you've described sounds very viable, very doable. But what about someone who really wants to know, I'm putting this money in an ass, in, in a vehicle, a performance vehicle that will be for me for long-term health care. Talk to me about those vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. The The consideration here is a statement I made earlier is that this is not going to make us rich. It is going to keep us from going broke. And what I mean by that is, is that if we go back to, oh, the early 2000s, the average annual cost of an assisted care facility uh, may be somewhere between two and $3,000 and on a month. Yeah. And now those numbers are 8,000 routinely and higher. And we don't expect that cost to go down. We expect it to continue to go up. I mean, my gosh, we've got, you know, more and more labor issues and more and more healthcare issues. We're living longer. And what we're talking about specifically are the issues of the long-term care healthcare program itself. Mm -hmm. uh, it may be dimensional issues. Uh, it may be Alzheimer's. It may be some kind of form of dementia. Uh, it may be ambulatory issues. We may need some help around the house. We may need to progress uh, from home health care, which is the preferred method really for everyone, is to have someone come into the home and help keep the home up, help maybe transfer from bed to chair, uh, maybe issues with some cooking, uh, some cleaning, dressing. These are the kinds of care needs that typically happen as we get older and we'd like to stay in our own home. And that may progress on to getting into a facility where there are more professionals around and where we've got uh, some camaraderie. We've got some other folks that we can interact with and, 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 and have some social aspect of life, but still have those same needs. We may need uh, help getting around. We may use a walker or a cane um, and, and issues of that nature. Now, what's important here is, is that the care is being delivered by professionals. We're not asking family members to stop work and be there for us. 
Um, we're, we're not putting ourselves in a position where our kids or grandkids have to be involved other than to come by and see and check on things and maybe manage the care. Mm. And all those aspects have a cost to them. And that's really phase one of an effective long-term care strategy. The, the strategy really is to look at how we want to deliver this lifestyle at the end of our life under whatever kinds of healthcare conditions that we have. And if that does progress, in many cases it does, then what will happen is, is that we're family can manage that and go through the processes then to help to uh, take care of mom or grandma or however that might work out. Uh, typically, the ladies are going to uh, last longer than the men. And so therefore, there's a, a change in that dynamic. Uh, there's a financial change that can happen. And we want to have those kinds of funds that can uh, support that, meaning that uh, one one spouse passes, then there is going to be a financial burden that's that's going to change. We're going to have the income change. We're going to have maybe the tax scenario change. Yet we still need this cash flow to take care of these kinds of needs. And so, um, again, these progressions can go from the home into assisted care facilities onto nursing homes. And the strategy really is to make sure that there's enough capital in the financial strategy to offset those costs as we go through these different progressions. You know, Ken, there's so much here, so many things to think about and take into consideration. How can people reach you if they've got questions? Well, really the uh, the the website and uh, at uh, Pinnacle Financial Wealth MGMT.com has a lot of the materials. We have recordings of our different podcasts on there as well. Uh, we've got the Calendly link to set a time and call the office and talk with Jenny Giroux, uh, set up a, a phone conversation such that we can have a conversation about uh, these strategies and um uh, that number is 321-454-3623. And of course, you can re-listen on Spotify and uh, Apple, D, um, as well as some of the other um, podcast networks. Fantastic. Now, listeners, healthcare doesn't have to drain your resources in retirement. Follow this podcast to make sure you don't miss any episode of Roadmap to Retirement. And be sure to share with friends and family. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Roadmap to Retirement podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.pinnaclefinancialwealthmgmt.com or give us a call at 321-454-3623. Securities offered through Center Street Securities, Inc., CSS, a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Center Street Securities Advisors, CSA, a SEC-registered investment advisor. Pinnacle Financial Wealth Management, CSS, and CSA are independent entities. Discussions are meant to be general in nature and may not be suitable for all investors. Please consult a tax professional regarding any tax implications.